Hey, and welcome to Making Waves, the podcast where we talk about all things ILCA sailing and training. In the second episode, we're going to catch up with Paul Hemetema. He's a team member of mine, so he's in the Dutch ILCA 17, and he recently became the 21 European champion. I would like to apologize for the lack of content we've been putting out lately. Because of me being sick and the preparations towards Mexico, we were struggling a little bit to find the time. For now, I hope you enjoy this podcast. Hi Paul, uh, welcome to the ILCA podcast. Thanks for having me. Um, yeah, well, we're really stoked to have you here. You're actually our, the current under-21 European champion. You became it, what is it, two weeks ago? I think even less, but something like that. How was here? Uh, it was tough in Rotan. Flat lake, a lot of shifts, but uh, I managed to go through the week quite okay, so I'm happy. Yeah, I can imagine, especially because you're quite a skillful sailor. Well, uh, I would say like technical-wise, it's a pretty hard event to switch like from training on like open water, uh, choppy conditions to like a flat lake. Yeah, it was quite a quite a changeover, but we were there in time together with my teammate Willem and my coach. We made really really specific priorities for the racing and made it really simple, just a few rules and just try to execute it throughout the week. And uh, yeah, that strategy seemed to work quite okay. Cool. So, uh, oh, it was fun. What are those rules? What were the rules you were using? Um, uh, the first most important rule we had was you have to nail to be in the first pressure. First pressure is everything because you couldn't make a difference on speed. So it was all about starting on the correct position and being in first pressure and gaining some meters forward by that pressure because sometimes five boats more to leeward or to windward could make the difference of having the first pressure yeah, yeah. Uh, so that was the first rule and on day one we had a lot of difference in pressure and not so many and the pressure came with the shift so it was super important to hit the first one and the strategy worked super good because it had two good results the second rule was if there's something significant go for the pressures if there's nothing significant go to the mark mm-hmm. uh, I didn't have that rule printed well enough in my head on day two. So that made it more of a priority afterwards. But why? Why did you think? Like, uh, what was the di- biggest difference between the first and second day? Uh, the first day, you really had big pressure systems coming either from the right or the left, and it came with shift, and they were, yeah, they kept filling in for about five to eight minutes. So your whole upwind would be determined by that one pressure. So you could really dig in, keep sailing, keep sailing, and wait for the big pressure to fill in. And the second day, it was more like normal offshore conditions where you just make a few more tacks, just sail towards the mark and yeah, try to use every shift to get to the middle. And it wasn't the case on day one, so it was a changeover. But throughout the week, I think I got better at making the difference between those two types of sailing. And it paid off in the end. So Yeah, awesome. Well, let's, because I went straight into it, let's give, let's give the guys a little bit, uh, and girls as well, like a little bit of summary. Who you are? All right, so I'm Paul Hamaitan. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's me. Um, 18 years old and uh, yeah, currently in the Oka Seven. Um, well, I started sailing back in 2011 in my hometown, Zurich States, all the way in the south of Holland. You have like three islands, and it's called Sealand. <laughs> and that's where I started. Started in the marina, now racing, just cruising around on the Saturdays, and I really enjoyed it back then. Uh, and then my parents thought it was a good idea to tried to make me race and see if I liked that. So in the winter of 2012 to 2013, I started doing some regatta trainings mm-hmm. in the winter. I absolutely hated it. Every time I was crying when I came off the water, but my dad was like, okay, you started it, you got to finish it. So I finished it, but then the first regatta came and I won. 
and uh, it's, it's quite fun. And from there, the, the ball kept rolling. And what was like your, because I remember in my youth, like, I think it was when I did my first Worlds in Opti, I sort of knew like, oh, if I'm gonna push with this, I can be pretty good or I can be uh, one of the best from my nation. And from there, I felt like maybe one of the best from the youth in the world or Europe. Like, when was your first idea that you felt like, whoa, I'm actually pretty good? Um, I think that was around 2016. Uh, so, like back in the really youth days, I was not so good. I remember my first national regatta. It was called, uh, you had like the regional regattas, were the combis. Mm -hmm. And the end of the year, you had the combi final, where all the best sailors from the combis could race against each other. And I remember finishing in the last five boats out of a 50-boat fleet at my first <laughs> national regatta. So at that time, you wouldn't have said that I was talented. But after, after training more, making some more hours, a few years later, I kind of got the hang of it. And to, in 2016, I started getting to the front of the national field and I qualified for my Opti Europeans. And I was really enjoying it. And then in the, the fall of 2016, I started winning regattas. And back then I really got the ball going, ah, it's going quite good and I'm quite competitive and maybe a bit obsessive for myself. Yeah, so from there the, the ball started rolling. I get it. And why did you decide to go to the laser of the Opti? Ah, I don't know, it felt quite natural. My, my parents' physique was, should be well fit for the laser. I didn't completely grow out to be the correct physique, <laughs> but at the time I thought I would be. Um, no, and just I really enjoyed staying alone, yeah, being uh, in control of what I'm doing, knowing if I get a result, it's all on me, and if it, I make a mistake, it's also all on me. And I was really enjoying that, and I thought ah, from the laser, I can do 4.7 radio, and if I then want to switch to another class, I can always change and have a good, good basis. And also at the time, there was a, a group of really talented ex-Opti sailors who just switched to laser a year before me. And I knew I could join them in their team and they had a really nice group going. So they're still a few of my best friends and we're with we such a good time sailing lasers together. So that made me choose the laser. So until now, when I look at like your goals in the season, uh, you've almost always managed to get a goal. Yeah. So what's your next goal? Uh, my next goal, my goals for this year were winning the under 21 Europeans and winning the under 21 Worlds. Uh, under 20 Europeans I managed to, to win. So now the next goal is winning under 21 worlds in August in Villamura. And uh, long term goal, hopefully have a good battle with all my teammates for the Olympic spot and with you Nailis next year. Uh, I think it's a bit over ambitious maybe, but you know, I, that's what works for me almost at a, always at a ambitious goal and just try to push for it. And if I get it, it's, it's nice. If I don't, I learned a lot. You feel comfortable with speaking out? That's like, for instance, like with the pressure of saying, hey, I want to win the under 21 Europeans, I want to win the under 21 Worlds? Um, no, I think like, I, I think that I'm capable of it, so then I feel comfortable speaking out. I'm, yeah, I'm, I like to be pretty rational and realistic, and yeah, I have the idea that I, I know I could. I think I have the skills, I know in which mental state I want to be during a week. I had some struggles with finding the right mental balance to be able to to execute that way of racing and being this, there always. This precision, precision, you mean? Nah, just in general, over my whole sailing career, that has been 
Right, it's a short-standing career, but already an optimist. I, <laughs> you feel old already? <laughs> I, I, I had a struggle. Yeah. Um, and it's something I know I will be keep having the, for the next 10 years to come, and it will be a hard thing for me. But I feel like, yeah, that makes a difference. Just the balance in this preseason. I, you know, I got out of high school last year. This year was the first time I, st I moved to The Hague to train here. And I started to really yeah, not have, have something next to to the sailing, because I started a study, but I quit after two weeks in September and I switched to another study. And I had a lot of time just to spend on sailing in this off season or this winter. I felt I was just putting too much effort in and feeling like always having to be productive, always having to be improving. Every training I would do just to do it and not feel if my body recovered or if I were really getting better. So in the end, I just got really tired and not making the steps I could be making. And in March in Mallorca, I had really a a realization point, ah, shit, I wasn't enjoying it anymore. I was getting really negative thoughts. I wasn't enjoying it, thinking about quitting. Is this the way I want to go? Is this worth it? And then I took, I flew back home early from our training camp. I took some time off, party, did everything I wouldn't be doing normally. And afterwards, I flew to Palma to prepare for the under, 20 Euro, under 21 Europeans. And some would say it's not the ideal preparation to not train for two and a half weeks before you go to your peak event. But afterwards, I jumped back in the boat and everything, I was enjoying it. Everything felt like it was going out of itself. Almost a feeling like when I was back in Optimist, you know, and everything would just, would just go automatically. And it was really a big realization moment. Well, maybe not all the sailing skills from training super hard, but more training smart and making sure I, I really feel that I'm improving every training session. Uh, and not just getting tired, because in the end, it's about getting better and not getting tired. So that's my goal also for the upcoming period, try to, to see where's the balance of doing enough, because I also physically I'm not fit enough yet. And for that you just need to make hours in the gym, hours on the bike, and get tired. But for the sailing you want to be fresh, you want to be able to put in all the focus, especially in the laser class or, or Ilka class now, <laughs> where the details are so, it's so close and it's all in the 1% margins. Yeah, it's just super hard to improve on those margins if you're tired and can only deliver 80% of your mental capacity. But yeah, that's the big challenge for now. And that's the, and I think you also never will never be outlearned on that. You will always see new things. And you probably also experienced that in your career so far. Yeah, for sure. Well, I would say I'm uh, the guy who makes uh, a lot of mistakes. <laughs> sometimes even too many. Like, I feel like sometimes maybe I do too many times the same mistake over and yeah. over. Uh, that's always also something I try to improve with our uh, sort of winter schedule wise where together with Rodi our coach yeah. uh, we really try to make like bigger better programs to not make the same mistakes again yeah I feel like in general within our schedule we're all well I think four out of six guys were really struggling in the March period yeah I think that's definitely something to learn from uh, because we were sort of done yeah we're I feel like <laughs> we are all done and also different reasons I don't think it's only our program wise uh, but it's definitely something where we should like try to well, get better at yeah and get a better balance uh, like for for instance I, I'm always struggling a lot with taking a break from a boat because yeah. I always feel like even today like we're in a, we're outside in our training facilities in Scheveningen where the Worlds will be next year. 
and you know it's 21 degrees it's sunny there's not a lot of wind but it's just nice like just pressing six and six knots something like that a bit of swell outside it's just beautiful sailing conditions and then you're always struggling a little bit like ah, should i just not like yeah. should, shouldn't i have gone out and do something i find it quite hard to find peace in that now the, yeah. the work is done because actually thursday we're going to mexico for the worlds yeah it's it's quite hard to find a piece in that and to not feel like hey I need to do something. Same yeah. same with you. I'm like now sailing almost full time for one and a half year. I did a little bit of part time work in February. Didn't really match up. I was struggling a lot with, with that later on. But it's just hard to even though you have in your feeling all the time to train, it doesn't yeah. mean that you need to train all the time. And that's, that's something it. very very important to take away through it. It's also important to take like those mental breaks. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I was like, I was really happy to see that you dared to take the, the, the mental break. Yeah. I'm not sure the, the, the partying was a, <laughs> was a very ah, good, good idea, perfect. but, but it, I, I know you're like a guy of extremes and yeah. uh, when you chill, you also trill, chill in extremes. And I think, well, uh, I admire for you to be like 18 years old and already make those decisions. I think Thank it's you. very... Uh, very brave. Ah, but also in Mallorca it was it, you know, I had this also throughout my career, I just, I'm really obsessive with everything I do. If it was even an optimist, I would be yeah, taking things to the extreme and I would always try to, yeah. And I also like the feeling of going, taking it to another level and seeing where it will bring me. But you can also get stuck in it because, you know, this being overtrained mistake, I had it before in less, it was less bad than this time. But also in March, it was at such a big degree of, of feeling shit because of training, not enjoying the sailing. Like pretty much everything that was not sailing felt more fun. Yeah, yeah. But you know, that's also the most important thing. It sounds maybe cliche, but you know, it needs to be fun. And when you're having fun, then you're, then you're performing. And our sport is so beautiful, I think, because it's just so fun when you're rested <laughs> yeah, yeah, and then yeah. sailing well. Yeah, so that balance, it's so important. And if you look back to it, do you feel like maybe in February you already were like, like almost against the bump, that you were feeling like ah, I'm not actually doing that well. Maybe if I should have taken one week of rest there, nah, for sure. it would have been enough. And now because you were like really, really done, you needed to take two and a half weeks. Yeah, no, for sure. No, because I after the under 21 worlds last year, I took some rest because I I still needed to gain some weight and I started my studies, so I thought, ah, let's stay at home, not do the Europeans in Varna and just be in the gym, gain weight, make sure that one, that box is ticked off and I'm on weight and I can focus on sailing and cardio. But I did do the Worlds in Barcelona without sailing for two months. And I had a shocker of result, I was pretty, yeah, I was feeling pretty bad because of that, because I felt like in Gdynia I really had a good level of sailing at the under 20 world Worlds, I felt fast. And I saw some other guys that I was racing against, but I didn't feel, I didn't feel so much slower than them at the regatta. And I came in Barcelona, and I think I ended up hundred something. Yeah, and I was really like, shit, I, something needs to happen. Something needs to change because I felt like I got worse the past few months. And then pretty much straight after Barcelona, I, I think the week after I flew to Lanzarote to start training again. And from there on, I went without, yeah, without a proper break. Especially physically, mentally, I took some breaks, but also, also not so much, and just started <laughs> not, so, not much. so much. I just started working until until March when I broke. Yeah. 
and you know for the first month that you're working so hard it's paying dividends because you're improving 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. and then at some point your mental capacity just goes so low yeah, and you, you just feel like you're getting worse every time you go on the water and it's such a frustrating thing because my first thought is oh shit i need to do more i'm doing something wrong yeah but it's it's in keeping balance it's not getting at that point but definitely if i would have taken rest in january my level of sailing would have probably been way higher but on the other hand i think having felt in such a such a maybe not that extreme but i found it it felt quite extreme that's a good lesson because now i've really seen how how important it is and what's the difference in mental state between being so tired and being fresh and also how it feels in the boat yeah and if you look now to mexico what are your expectations there because now you said you're mostly focusing on the under 21 events this year i just i've been taking it i took a good break after Horten, did some fun things now i'm doing some light training again we had a few days here in scheveningen yeah and just for mexico just trying where i end up if i yeah try to execute what i want i think i don't and also it's easy position because i you know if i get 60 no one will say oh he's still bad if i do a good result oh it's nice you did well so there's no pressure and also if i have to believe all the stories it's the location where it's quite the same and you need to execute a few things really well so my goal for there is just try to execute those things don't focus too much on the result i feel like my speed can be okay but it's not consistent enough but maybe when i come there fresh without pressure it will be enough ah but just trying to steal a nice regatta have some fun uh, and see where i'll end up and if you look now because last year in mexico i think you just wanted to go further compared to the under 21 european worlds in poland what what, what are you gonna do if it's if you feel like shit it's actually not gonna work out maybe i'm still a little bit too tired from the last event i'm not extremely fresh uh, in mexico in mexico uh, how are you gonna cope with that i don't know i feel like the i've been really focused uh, really from the moment i flew home from the training camp early until yeah now just really being in tune with how my body feels i'm writing down how i feel i'm doing quite a lot of mindfulness to yeah, just, just read, sounds a bit like a, like a yoga coach, you know, <laughs> it's spiritual. I found myself on Bali on a holiday, but I don't know. It really helps me with getting a proper mindset and staying like aware of how I feel. Yeah, Brody actually told me that now you're trying to uh, battle yourself. To focus. To, to, to not focus on a thing yeah. <laughs> for like uh, for an extreme amount of time. No, no, I'm trying to push myself because I don't know, after I flew back, I came to the realization, yeah, you know, sailing, it's especially laser sailing, it's physical and you need the physical strength. But I also believe that yeah, it's a mental game, just like everything. And to be able, because it's such a complex thing, you need to get so much information in while sailing. And especially because I don't have that much experience. So a lot of the stuff is, it's not automatic. It's still, you need some effort from your, from your thinking. And I feel like yeah, maybe getting your brain in the optimum state to to perform it's will make the biggest difference for me at this age if I want to peak at certain events. Yeah. Because the physical stuff, yeah, it's just keep on working for a few years and in five years you'll be if you're consistent with your cycling, your gym and your core, you'll make the steps, but you cannot really accel accelerate it. But I feel like yeah, the the mental thing, there's a lot to a lot to gain there. So but so but coming back on your question. 
I feel like that I'm quite in tune now and I know how my body is feeling. So yeah. I feel like that I probably will be rested enough in, in Mexico. Also because I took it extremely easy the past couple of weeks. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think the challenge for me will also be going into the future to stay this in tune with how mm -hmm. I feel and not when it's off season and you need to make a step physically on the bike. I just keep keep going, you know, and because that also what happened, like you're you're feeling 100% of your keep training, keep training. At some point you're at 80%, but it feels like you're 100% because you're so used to feeling so shit. You probably also know the feeling. Yeah, definitely. Probably every athlete in, in our class. Yeah, so keeping yourself accountable for how you feel, I think it's really important. Yeah, cool. And if you, you were always already saying a little bit like the things where you want to improve on, but if there's like, like what is your highest priority now to improve on in the in the next couple of well weeks months well i feel like my speed still needs to step up i think if you look at all the great guys they're just always fast and i think that also pretty much every sailing class if you're if you start as well as the other guys are better and you're faster yeah you'll just be dominant and is it like any specific like is it top speed or more average speed wise i think more average speed wise I think my top speed is sometimes there, but it's just not, not consistent enough. Uh, yeah, so it's good with the training group we have, because we have you, you're super fast in certain conditions. Duco is super fast in certain conditions. And then we have the younger guys, Willem, Thomas, Eric. Yeah. And we can just every training session, we can see where the benchmark is and see where, what the consistent speed is and what we need to work on. Yeah, that's nice. And if you look at our group, like, where do you think we can improve as a team? I don't know. Maybe, yeah, I think just a little bit more time because we've only been working this like this strict group or it's not even maybe a bit more than half a year. So it's not that long yet. Yeah. Um, and I feel like that we're really making steps as a team. Yeah, but maybe in, in the mental state, how, how do we go into a regatta? How do we want to feel during the regatta? What thoughts do you... Because before we were 10, I really worked out how I want to feel, what I want to think and what I don't want to think. And just make sure that every morning when I wake up, I feel a certain way, I think a certain way. And only the thoughts I want to occur in my head, I allow them. And I feel that way you're really consistent during the week on how you're feeling, what you're looking at, etc. I think that's, but I know it's a youth level, so I don't know, it's probably a lot harder on the senior level. But I think that's a thing where it can improve. And I think where the top guys also have a thing, they're just so consistent. And, and I think there are a lot of guys in the fleet who are consistent speed-wise, start-wise, just sailing-wise. But to have that, I think you also need the mental consistency of feeling the same way every time that you're on the race course. Yeah, I agree. And maybe, yeah, we know we have so many, everyone has like a specialty in our team. And just using our each other's strength and just taking the good things from everyone, saying what's not good to the other, yeah, and just use each other to get better. But I think we're already doing quite good on it. Maybe just need some more time and some more. And if you look to the other teams or other sailors, are, are there groups of people or sailors in general which you admire, where you feel like, wow, I could, I really want maybe a little bit of that guy's speed or this way of sailing or? I think everyone in our fleet has something that you you want to pick up on, you know? Because it's so close and every guy has this one thing that makes him so good. So I don't know, I'm admiring the whole fleet. <laughs> <laughs>
Okay, well, good luck for Mexico. Thanks, you and too. Also for your upcoming goals. In, uh, what's it? Like, it's going to be Filamura in August? Filamura, end of August. Yeah. And after that, a break? Uh, probably a short break. And then uh, we have the, I think there's a test event in Scheveningen. Yes. I'm not sure if I can sail it because it's, I think we need to qualify. But uh, we'll be training here in Scheveningen and do some racing here and then prepare for a year and see how we'll do there in cold here in November as a team. Yeah, I hope there's wind. I think we should be prepared with the cold space. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's probably the same as here. Yeah. Alrighty. Uh, well, thanks for your time. And, yeah, thanks uh, for having I'm me. Probably going to see you around more often. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Alright. And that's it for this episode of Making Waves. Thank you so much for listening. My name is Gerlinde from Team ILC and we're looking forward to bringing many more episodes to you in the next coming months. So make sure you keep an eye on our Instagram account at Ilkalese Center for all updates. Thank you so much to our hosts and guests and we'll see you next time. Bye-bye.